This podcast was recorded on Tuesday, November 24th at 11 a.m. Things may have changed by the time you hear this. Are all toys created equal? What safety concerns should you keep in mind while toy shopping? And which gifts are the best for your child's development? All that and more on this episode of The Healthiest You. Hi, it's Mike and Steph from B104. Today we're talking toys. All right, Mike, I know you talk a lot about uh, action figures, comic books on the show, but what would you say is your favorite toy from when you were growing up? It's a tough question, Steph. We had a lot of toys growing up. Well, not a lot. Let me rephrase that. My favorite toy growing up was one that was not secondhand. I liked the... (laughs) We had a big family of five, so there was a lot of hand-me-downs. Sure. But uh, I remember a train set. We had that for a long time. We had HO scale racing cars. That was pretty cool. Awesome. At some point in there, there was a pinball machine. I think my dad must have uh, hit the lottery because that was a big toy. I don't know why that came from. <laughs> uh, we had a lot of toys, G.I. Joe dolls, stuff like that. How about okay. you? What was your favorite toy? Well, you know, the first thing I thought of was Legos because I had variations on Lego sets from like the very youngest age, the, the youngest age to all the way up. I mean, my kids now play with them and sometimes I sneak some away and, and play myself, right? Uh, but also another big one for me was Barbie's. Had a lot of Barbie dolls. You know, you mentioned Legos. We had uh, Lincoln Logs. We couldn't afford the Legos. We had something called Tinker Toys, which I think are now extinct, and an Erector Set, which is probably uh, banned in eight states because I think it was deadly. <laughs> no, so, <they're>, they <laughs> still exist. My kids have them. That's they're probably for sure. all plastic coated at this point because it was sharp metal. <laughs> but <laughs> no, speaking of that, we have a special guest here today. Yes, we have Dr. Sarah Jones Sapienza uh, here with us to discuss toys and gift giving. Now, she's a pediatric surgeon with Lehigh Valley uh, Riley Children's Hospital and the Lehigh Valley Health Network Medical Director of Pediatric Trauma. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. So we have a lot to get to today. And I think the first thing that we need to address is that, of course, this show is all about toys. Uh, so we have to know, what was your favorite toy growing up? You hit it on the head. Barbies were my favorite um, I had inherited actually a house full of Barbies when we moved into a new home when I was about five. And so I had the original Barbies from the 1960s and I had 1970s Barbies. And every Sunday we went out and I got a new Barbie outfit so we could play Barbies all day inside. If we were outside, it was a pogo stick. Okay. Ah, mm-hmm. oh, the pogo stick. Oh, what a great toy. <laughs> a giant spring with pedals. Well, now uh, you're, you're a pediatric surgeon, so did you have any doctor toys? Like, did you have a little kid or anything like that? No, actually, I didn't have any doctor toys uh, now that I think about it. We had Lincoln Logs, we had Legos, but um, nothing nothing to, um, to play doctor with at all. Uh, did you always know that there'll be a pediatric surgeon? Was that something you wanted to be even as a child? Did everyone be an astronaut or a cowgirl or anything like that? You no, know, my earliest aspirations were a bus driver and a tuba player. But then uh, as, I got, as I got older, um, no, I, I decided to be a surgeon uh, late in life. Uh, once I was already in college uh, with a degree in economics, I decided I wanted to go back and be a doctor simply because a, a surgeon had made a tremendous difference in our family's life. I got a question for Mike. Yeah. Cowgirl is what you came up with? What's wrong with that? <laughs> I don't know. It's so many other things. I just, that's I wanted to be a cowboy. Did Maybe you? she wanted to be a cowgirl. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, do you have little ones uh, that you happen to be toy shopping for this year? I have a daughter who's 11. Uh, so she is uh, definitely um, interested in uh, all, uh, 
all things messy and um, and social media. So uh, she's interested in slime, slime making, slime uh, scenting, slime coloring, slime uh, production is really in really in process in the basement right now. <laughs> uh, being a doctor and seeing how things, these can go horribly wrong, uh, do you ever say to your daughter, listen, you're not getting that. It looks dangerous. Uh, no. Yes. Um, we, we joke around at home that we actually keep her just sitting quietly on a cushion because so many things are unsafe. Um, for a long time, she wanted a trampoline um, and the answer was no, 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 I can't be the head of trauma and have my child on a trampoline because she'll be in the ER with a broken limb. But um, with a little bit of research, we found one without springs and with protective netting and a list of rules that she has to sign every time she steps onto the trampoline. Then she, now we have one in I like your style. My son has been begging for one, so I might ask you for that list after uh, our show today. Um, so I I really enjoy giving gifts, you know, whether it's for kids or adults. And um, there's something to it. Like I, I like, you know, finding that perfect thing. I love knowing that the person who I'm giving the gift to is probably really going to enjoy it. So um, is there any evidence that generosity really helps with mood? Or health? Absolutely. Gift giving actually predates uh, modern civilization. Um, and if we go back to uh, a book written by Deepak Chopra uh, in probably the mid-90s called Quantum Healing, that gift giving creates a, a sense of, of um, happiness and endorphin release in the giver. And all of, all of those positive thoughts and hormones create posi positive chemicals in your body. So it does have a positive effect on the giver. And that's why we keep doing it. Doctor, looking back uh, when you were a child, I mean, we, we talk, you talked about the trampoline. I know we had a swing set, a metal swing set, that if you swung hard enough, it literally came out of the ground and slammed back down. And everyone had one. We all survived. We all made it through. But that was an exciting part. I love that part of my childhood. What do you say about that when people bring that up? Uh, they say, listen, I'm getting my child this. I know it may not be the safest toy, but we survived. It should be okay. What do you say to that? Well, cars didn't used to have seatbelts. Um, and once we put seatbelts in them, they were much safer. So uh, we can apply the same logic to toys. So there were things that we, we did that we did survive that were not safe or they were not the best ideas. But if you can um, um, really avoid having your child get hurt by avoiding you know, that swing set that comes out of the ground, because we had one of those in the backyard too, uh, th there are better, or better swings that are out there now that we know are safer. And what are some of the main things, if you're out shopping, what's some of the main things you should keep in mind when you go shopping for these gifts? So the main things to keep in mind when shopping for toys are the, um, the age of the person that's receiving the gift and then their, their, developmental, their developmental levels. So you know, a, a, a three-year-old certainly uh, should not have that erector set uh, because of the, the small pieces and the, the possible danger of ingestion, for example. Um, but the 12-year-old, that may be the perfect gift. So you need to keep in mind the age of age of the person and then the, their, their technical abilities. Um, it, it's really humbling to receive a gift that you absolutely cannot understand how to use. It gets put in the cabinet and never looked at again. Whereas if it's, if it's appropriate for the person's... Um, um, intellect and um, um, cognitive skill level, then, then it's gonna be a favorite for a long time. 
no one likes to talk about it, but there's always that potential for injury, you know, when playing with toys. And what would you say is the number one toy-related injury that you see? The number one toy-related injury we see are uh, ingestion injuries from usually magnets. Mm, um, wow. Yeah, toys that have these super powerful magnets. Um, the magnets are, they look very appetizing. They, they're smooth. They roll around on the tongue kind of nicely. And then next thing you know, if you swallowed a handful of magnets that then connect to each other through adjacent limbs of your intestine and then create holes in your intestine. And that's where we get to meet. Oh my. Wow. I didn't, you know. Well, I'm, I'm putting my magnets away. <laughs> I just got to say, that's scary. <laughs> you know, when you, oh when you go out That's not shopping. what I was expecting. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Take those magnets back. Okay. Hey, well, listen, when you go out shopping, there's always a label on there. This is a recommended age. It's always a recommended age for your child and the toy. How much can you trust those? So the, the recommended age is an important uh, label on the box. Um, but the other important label on the box would be if it's uh, been recognized and inspected by the, com uh, the Consumer Safety Products Division. So you can rely on the age if it's been inspected by a third party to say, yes, that is accurate. Because then it's been tested and tried and, and uh, can be trusted. Now, the, the next part we're going to get about toys is, and I think, Steph, we're in the same uh, avenue as this, is that everything has a screen. Yes. Everything is video. Everything is electronic. I mean, you get to a certain age. My son is is 17, uh, and now he has his own money, so he goes out and buys. But every, everyone's got a face in the screen. Is that a bad idea? And and is screen time, like, should you be limiting screen time? I know growing up, the big thing was television. Right. You can only have so much television. You're, you'll go blind. There was a million things. The radiation will burn your hair out. There's a million rules we had. Is it that bad today? And is there any positive point of having these toys? We could spend another four hours talking about screens and screen time and social media and the, the dangers that exist to, to children and internet predators, but screen time in general also is really um, age-based. So under 18 months, those are children who really don't need to be on a screen or in front of a screen um, short of FaceTime with, with uh, grandma and grandpa or some uh, brief interaction like that. As they get older, between say two and five, children uh, should be watching or participating in educational activities with a screen. But more effective is if that time involves uh, also a parent's input when they're interacting on the screen. Because children of that age really don't have the cognitive ability to take that sort of two-dimensional process and turn it into real-life learning. And then from five onward, there are fantastic educational apps that are out there that um, um, really have advanced children's understanding of technology and the intuitive nature of, of the screens that they're using. You know, um, the American Academy of Pediatrics recommends you know, no more than an hour a day on the screen. Now that there are children that are using screens at home for schooling, that's a whole that 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 takes it all off the off the mm -hmm. table. I think you know if they're using the screen for school, that doesn't count into their total screen time. Uh, screen time for fun um, really should be about an hour a day because kids still need to be outside. Uh, maybe not on a pogo stick, maybe not on a trampoline, but they need to be outside uh, playing. Wait, let me just back up. Are you saying pogo sticks are bad? Well, they could be. Oh, don't say that. Don't well, so, because you'll that. get the 17-year-old who will decide to jump off the roof onto well, the pogo yes. stick. Well, I don't know. 
that's not really this the toy. Is, no, those are not the ideas we're going for here. <laughs> that's not the toy problem. That's the son's problem. <laughs> so you had just mentioned that there are certain apps that are really great for learning. So which would, you know, then lend to more screen time or whatever. But there are other great gifts that uh, are for learning and for uh, development. What are some gifts that you would recommend? So again, for um, thinking about age-appropriate gifts for the for the younger children, things that are bright colors that need to be pieced together that require some interaction, uh, especially with an adult, are really very helpful. Um, you know, we we have a. Um, um, some of the more popular toys, um, any musical instrument that that um, um, you can tolerate having the sound going all day and all night is, is actually really a very good toy. It'll get your child interested in, in playing some music. Um, things that cause uh, families to um, really play together are sometimes the best toys. They create the best memories. I love how she said, sounds you can tolerate, because that is a key factor <laughs> before you go out and get your son that recorder that you did so well. <laughs> and by the third you time- You were so proud of yourself for getting, <laughs> for right. getting said recorder. <laughs> All right. So that every year uh, there is a list which is put together by Good Housekeeping. And uh, they're, they're mere suggestions of things that you can buy for your child, the hottest toys, if you will. And uh, I understand that there is a list that we have of some that are pretty good and maybe others that, eh, you know, maybe not. So what would you say, I believe two of the ones that you mentioned that are our favorites for you uh, were the T-ball set and also the Earth Science Kits. Yeah, the T-Ball set follows that same theme of getting outside. Uh, it's really, um, it helps to develop the hand-eye coordination of a child. It is uh, not gender specific, so it gets kids outside. Um, and uh, really it's safe for the children, uh, barring, um, of course, uh, anyone standing too close to the bat. So it requires some supervision. Um, and then the other, uh, the other toy, um, the science kit. Well, you know, I'm a, I'm a science nerd, so that one drew uh, my eye to it. Um, you know, that that shows you how the world actually uh, and uh, how science affects the way that um, um, uh, the world really works. You know, you can make a volcano explode, grow some crystals. Uh, it's, uh, uh, for the right child, it's the right toy. I remember growing up, I loved the science kit. They even made one for electronics. They were fantastic. I ended up building like a small, uh, what they call a ham radio at the time, like a CB radio. That was the best toy ever. I am sure at the time though, it probably wasn't safe or be done alone as a child. <laughs> but I had the microscope. Same idea. You had right. the little slides and then the, you know, Petri dish and mm -hmm. the whole thing. Yeah, same what would thing. You, what would you look under? What would you look at under the microscope? <laughs> I'm not saying. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we did some naughty things with our microscopes <laughs> in medical school. Hey. Wait, wait, wait. Were you talking about when you were a child or when you got into college? Which one? Once we were in medical school. <laughs> it was all for science. <laughs> um, I don't know. Do you want to do, do this one? If you had to make a list of the worst gifts to give, uh, what would be on the top of that list or the top three, would you say? Well, so anything that explodes in your face um, is a pretty bad <laughs> pretty idea. Pretty bad, <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> so they, they make toys that uh, um, you you sort of, you jump on a, a um, an air balloon basically that then explodes a rocket off of it. That's, that's a bad idea. Um, anything that uh, really you, um, 
has a sharp edge. So anything that looks like a sword or looks like a gun, um, they're, they're, they tend to be uh, on my list of bad things. And then really uh, the all-time worst toy that was ever made, which isn't made anymore, um, is a, um, an atomic uh, bomb kit which contains uranium. But what? they don't. They, they, oh, they, no, that was back in the '60s, right? They, they got rid of that back in the '60s. I remember that, yeah. But it actually contained uh, uranium. A little bit of uranium in there. Wow, it's wow. my favorite toy. I thought you were going to say the Easy Bake Oven, <laughs> but um, <laughs> because I remember the original ones were all metal, and boy, that little light bulb got awful hot. <laughs> <laughs> if you had the uh, listen, I, I know a lot of parents and grandparents love to shower the kids with tons of presents around the holiday. Now, is it possible to give your kid too many gifts? And please, the answer speech should be no. <laughs> so that's a leading question. Um, it, it actually, it is possible to give too many gifts because children can develop a sense of entitlement. Um, they will you know, tear through a pile of gifts without really taking stock of what's just been given to them, the thought that went into the gift, the fact that it was picked out especially just for them. And then they're on to the next one. And then they have so many things at the end of the day that they really, they have forgotten what the first one was. And it's not quite quite as special. Um, a great idea for grandparents uh, this time of year um, are gifts that are more um, um, adventures and memories and experiences than, than things. Mm. So perhaps like membership to the zoo or like, you know, a day out, you know. Exactly. Yeah. Even just a trip to the zoo. Well, well once we're allowed to do that again. Or, right. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you take the the typical holiday celebration, you know, your kids are, are super excited first thing in the morning, they're in a good mood, uh, midday, they're maybe uh, overexcited by the dinner time, you know, whenever you're having that big meal, uh, they're cranky, exhausted, and kind of, you know, just hard to deal with. Do you have tips to keep the holidays sane and, this and, year. and may I say, I think that applies to adults as well. I don't think this is just kids. I think everyone <laughs> kind of goes through that same little swing of, of emotions. <laughs> but what are some tips? Well, my first thought was that it's actually, it's a good day if you haven't ended up in the ER. Um, <laughs> but but otherwise, uh, you know, children love routine and schedules. And the holidays, by nature of the fact that they are something special, do not necessarily carry with them routines and schedules. So if you plan to get up at the same time that they normally get up, try to have a little quiet time during the day. Uh, at the end of the day, you can always hope that your pager goes off and you have to get into the hospital so that someone else has to deal, deal with the, the, the crankiness. Don't you have that saying, Steph? What's that? We're not going to the hospital today? Yeah, I do, I do. That is a frequent saying in my house, actually. <laughs> that's so funny. I didn't even think about that. Well, that's all some really great advice. And, and certainly we hope that uh, you have a wonderful holiday. And thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you for having me. I've had a good time. Hey, to have a safe holiday. We not only encourage toy safety, but COVID-19 safety as well. Uh, please check out guidelines from the Centers for Disease Control and the Pennsylvania Department of Health before making holiday plans. We each have an important role in the health of our community. Do your part. And remember, be safe, be smart, and be the healthiest you.